Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome. Good this morning. is Seeking Sustainability Live. I'm JJ Walsh in Hiroshima. And today talking with Sean and Kana in Tokushima. Thanks so much for joining, guys. Thank you very much for having us. So we're talking about cycling, cycle tours, cycling adventures in Tokushima. And people might be wondering first, where is Tokushima? So let's look at a little map here. This is Japan. And you can see Hokkaido uh, at the top. Honshu, and then go down. Let me zoom in a little bit. And where am I? Okay. Uh, Shikoku is kind of floating between mm. Honshu and Kyushu, and not far from Okayama, Hiroshima. Kobe, Osaka is also not very far away. You're kind of on the top near Honshu side of Shikoku Island, right guys? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. So when people come to do cycle tours, would most people be coming like flying into Osaka or Kobe and then coming over by train? How do most people get to where you guys are? Um, for me, like it's always been through uh, KX in Osaka. Uh, or to go through Tokyo and then fly directly into Tokushima. Uh, that's usually been the route that I've taken when I've traveled back and forth between Tokushima and outside of Japan. All right, so, awesome. Yeah. So can you introduce yourself a bit, Sean, and how you ended up in Tokushima? And, wow. uh, what, and then we'll go into the cycle adventures and working with sure. Hana and developing new things. Sure. Um, so I've lived in Tokushima now for a total of 12 years. I'm from like the countryside of West Virginia, Virginia in the United States. Um, so for me, like living here is, is very much like home, except with more mountains. Um, I came here because I had some friends that were at a sister school in my hometown. And I just was the you know, big American souvenir they brought back with them, uh, to put it lightly. Um, and uh, I stayed here and became a teacher. And at one point I was thinking about going back, but I ended up staying because just living here is so relaxing and the cycling is, is second to none. Like, it's just amazing. Um, I did go back uh, for a little bit. I moved to Seattle for two and a half years where I worked for a cycling company there. And then, um, you know, I, I missed riding here so much. So I decided to uh, come back. And it's been now one year and eight months, nine months. It's almost two years coming back. So that's the the quick and the quick version of it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I am always so impressed by the way JJ you manage your screens. They just flow and appear, and it's yeah. Now we have some beautiful photos of Shikoku, um, or sorry, of Tokushima. So thank you for pulling those up. Uh, my name is Kana. I've been on this podcast once with JJ. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm based in Kamikatsu, which is the smallest vi village in all of Shikoku. Uh, we're known for zero waste. Oh, that's me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and um, yeah, wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, I am, my background is in sustainability and tourism management. And I started a company in Kamikatsu uh, to showcase zero waste. Um, it's a homestay program where we invite guests um, 
primarily guests from outside of Japan. Um, it's been a bit difficult with Corona, but English speaking guests to Kamikatsu for an extended period of time to kind of understand sustainability from a much more practical point of view um, and just have really integration with the community. Um, so we do a lot of Sorry, I won't take too much time uh, <laughs> okay. ranting about Eno. Um, you can check out probably that podcast <laughs> in the past. Um, but that's that's my background. And I started cycling um, about half a year ago. And um, really thanks to Sean. And um, I think I think cycling in general is a bit underrated, um, but such a sustainable mode of transportation. And so excited to share that um, in Tokushima and um, with everyone at large so yeah thank you for having me on yeah, the show great. again jj <laughs> great, great to have you again i love having repeat guests getting mm -hmm. more in depth talking about a different aspect of what you do um mm -hmm. i love your Substack newsletter thank about you. your eco life in kamikatsu but also you talk about this hundred kilometer uh, cycle trip that you did with Sean. Yeah, so I have it on screen. Why don't you tell us about that? Sure. Um, so I really started cycling. I I really didn't ride bikes that were more than fifty dollars for like most of my life, mm. and so it was these one chain bicycles, and I had no idea about the technicalities. But Sean really helped me out at the beginning, and I thought a milestone would be to ride a hundred k. And the company Sean worked for in Seattle is called Rafa, and Rafa was hosting a 100K kind of um, event around the world celebrating like a woman on bicycle. So it was like a perfect event to try that out. And um, Sean has really helped me through this 100K. And so we read, rode in Tokushima, um, and uh, it ended up being more than 100K. And it was many hours, but it was just such a beautiful way to explore Tokushima in a different way. And it was a route I had, had traveled quite a bit on by car, but uh, life is very different from the perspective of a bicycle. So it really taught me kind of this like mental toughness that I didn't, I didn't really have the chance to exercise previous to riding 100K. So it was a really great experience. Yeah, whenever I drive around or go around that area, I see a lot of cyclists. I see a lot of motorcyclists as well. Mm -hmm. And I think when you don't have the roof of a car, when you have that big surround view, when you're in such beautiful area while you're cycling, it's a really like amazing experience, isn't it? it yeah, it's such a different world. It's, it's like, you know, I, I used to love driving and I sold my car over 10 years ago and I haven't looked back, you know, it, it's just the perspective from up, you know, from here and up is just amazing. You know, you, it, it's, it, I, I can't describe it with words. The only way to really experience is to come here and, and ride or, or just see it yourself, you know. Awesome. Uh, tell us about Ride Tokushima. So this is kind of a new venture to yes. cater to international residents or anyone in Japan or coming to Japan who wants to cycle around and go together with you guys and get the mm -hmm. best advice about where to go, where to eat, the best coffee and donuts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So thank you for saying donuts. Um, <laughs> So Ride Tokushima started as an idea back in 2017 to help, uh, you know, show Tokushima cycling to the world. I, I you know, it, it was around the time right before I moved to Seattle and I really wanted to like try to give back to this area and show people this. So I started doing a short series of 
videos like hi i'm sean with ride to kashima or i'm right here check this place out and it developed into more than that over time i just you know couldn't let it go even after i moved to seattle so when i came back um i started working to shoot more photos more video connect with locals and say like hey i really would like to create something here where we can have cyclists from overseas come here experience tokushima by bike meet local people um help the economy locally and make that experience and make that memory that when they leave when they leave here they can go wow and have that same you know like that natsukashi feeling when you know time goes on they can share that to people and more people want to come you know i tokushima does it for us we don't have much to we don't have to do much except put someone on a bike and go ride tokushima does the rest that's awesome. And you said Natsukashi. Uh, for anybody yeah. who doesn't know Japanese, who <laughs> mean that. Um, so that's like a nostalgic feeling, yeah. right? A feeling of old yeah. Japan. Yeah, and and Natsuka to make that feeling of a memory that's that's so wonderful and that will last a lifetime. And so I think by cycling here, you, you can do that. The people you meet, the memories you make, the places you see will last with you forever, and they have for me. And that's why I came back and want to be able to share this with everyone. And I think like, uh, just to add to that, I think like Tokushima as a prefecture in Japan is quite underrated. Mm -hmm. And I see that doing tourism myself here um, in Kamikatsu. Kamikatsu has a bit of a name, but Tokushima in general is quite underrated. And so, mm -hmm. um, and cycling isn't as popular as like other, other like forms of leisure travel. Um, and so cycling, Plus Tokushima is like mm. either you can see it as something that's like really underdeveloped, which it is, but also there's like really like opportunity to come travel somewhere that is like quote unquote maybe less explored. Mm. Um, and you have such popular places like the Shimanami Kaido not far away in the prefecture next to which, which is Ehime. Um, but you know, starting in Tokushima as a base is like such a great way to just really immerse yourself in nature through cycling. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, tell us a little bit about your key like mission. So it looks like you want to do collaboration with locals. You want to support local bike shops, uh, right. introduce the best coffee places and donuts, it seems as well. <laughs> on the list. Uh, tell us a little bit about what what people will get as a deeper experience instead of just coming and riding wherever they like or all right so the, the yeah the goal the goal here was just to bring tokushima to the world and to get also more people on the bike um and to support local businesses too so to do that to have that experience will be different is that you know you, you can go ride in Tokyo, you can go ride in Osaka, you can go ride even the Shimanami Kaido. It's a tourist, those are tourist areas that are set up for cycling, okay? Uh, Tokushima is not really set up for that. And so when you meet people, you're like, you know, people that are say inbound coming from overseas, you stop in at the local bike shop, which is right there at Nakanishi Cycle, uh, run by Hiro. And you kind of go, hey, I, I'm cycling. I, I just came here from, you know, Seattle or Virginia and I want to come explore everyone's super excited about that and so happy that you're here to come experience Tokushima because not many people do that um, they bypass that they bypass or they don't even know about Tokushima and you know I hope that for the people coming in they have that experience that I mentioned earlier but for local for local people and for local businesses it develops into more you know I I want to live here for the rest of my life and 
to do that, you know, the businesses have to keep prospering and making money and, and doing more and expanding. And, and, you know, part of that is tourism and, and cycle tourism too. And I think that like anyone will know that it's hard to enter, like put your foot in a community and feel like, you know, you know, what's the best spots to eat or where are the best places to get donuts. But um, <laughs> I'm also name dropping donuts. 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 There's a song. <laughs> but um, I think that particularly in these like rural communities, it's very hard to navigate on your own. And um, having someone who already is kind of in, in the community is really such a, a kind of seamless way to explore um, with someone and it just gives you that kind of confidence knowing that, um, you know, a lot of things will be taken care of. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I felt that way too when I met you and we talked about cycling here. Kind of knew so much about Kamikatsu that I didn't even know. And I had lived here for over 10 plus years and we were riding together and she was pointing out a waterfall or a, a valley down there or one of these houses. And I was going, oh, that's so cool. Oh man, you definitely have to do this. <laughs> you have to, you have to experience, let's, let's, let's do something, you know? Oh, definitely. Uh, we have Tina joined us. She says, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to explore Tokushima by bike. I was convinced as soon as I saw those amazing oh. photos. Thanks, Tina. Yeah. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Tina. So we've talked to Tina in the series a few mm. times about cycling Shimanami and bringing groups over from Australia and yes. supporting women cyclists. And I saw that she was really supporting you, Kana, when you were doing your 100K. Very <laughs> exciting. You. I survived. <laughs> you thrived. Survived. survived. Now, next time you go for your 100K, it's going to feel like nothing, right? <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> Um, now, so it looks like you are introducing also mountain bike as well as gravel and road. Can you talk a little bit about the, the sure. different kinds of bicycle paths or routes that you might suggest? Sure. So, you know, in Tokushima, a lot of people will just ride the road bike. It's, it's you know, it's set up for road cycling, beautiful roads. You know, you, know, you could, you could, they're, they're just super smooth. You know, nothing's going to bother your bike. Nothing's going to hurt it. Uh, but, you know, a lot of inbound tourists, a lot about a lot of inbound cyclists will want to do more than just road cycling. They're going to want to go on that off beaten path, see the view that no one else has seen gravel uh, and mountain biking. Um, so I, you know, learning from my customers that I had in, in Seattle, they really enjoyed this type of adventure riding. And Tokushima, we're very lucky to have the uh, Surugi Superlindo Forest Road, which is like the longest or the largest gravel roads uh, series in, uh, I think, Japan. I think it's like 80 kilometers of just this beautiful, beautiful rocky roads that you have to hike a bike or even mountain bike on. Uh, local bike shops do uh, weekend rides up there, uh, occasionally during the uh, spring and summertime uh, with e-mountain bikes and mountain bikes. And then there are a few adventurists that go out by road bike or gravel bike and attempt to conquer it as well. So, you know, we're not limited to just using road bikes or, or city bikes, you know, mountain bikes, gravel bikes. Tokushima, there's, there's so much to ride and using different bikes opens that up. You know, experiencing the riverside, experiencing the mountain view, even riding on the beach, you know, all those things are accessible. That's awesome. Do you, do you have access to those super fat tire bicycles for the beach? I've uh, seen them sometimes in cities in Japan. 
Yeah, you can. Um, you they have a they have a fat mountain bike, and you have a mountain bike, and and then cyclocross, which is kind of the racing version of a road bike set for gravel and mud and, and sand. And you can ride that. I've ridden my mountain bike, very unexperienced, falling off a few times, but still getting back up and enjoying it on the sand, the sandy beaches and the small islands here that are out there. So it's it's not a problem. And they are accessible, and the local shops support that as well. They're not necessarily happy if you bring your bike back broken, covered in sand, saying, please help me out. But they're more than welcome, more than happy to help. That's awesome. Uh, one of the other key things I saw on your, your website developing, you're not quite launched with the website yes. yet, but it's coming soon. Is that right? That is correct. That is correct. So kind of a portal to you know introduce people past just Instagram and YouTube and Facebook of an actual place to come check it out, like this is the face of Ride Tokushima, give you a better idea, like whether it be travel advice, whether it be, you know, places to stop in, like, you know, I want to come here, so maybe I want to do my own thing. So can you give me an idea where to go? And that is here, check these shops out, check these coffee shops out. You can stay here cheaply. These places speak English. These are the routes that we do. And if you want to do past that, contact us and we'll try to set something up for you, you know, and that's awesome. Make it make it a lot easier for you. Yeah, and I think like, and I, I think that oh, that introduction aspect and then riding mm. together with friends that can show you around, or if you want to do it on your own, just let us mm. know and we'll we'll try to you know connect you to some good places and good local yeah. people to stop in for. Yeah, exactly. And I think that during tourism in Tokushima, accessing information in English is very limited, mm. and so even even having that website as like a home home base um, to know, okay, this is my options. Um, I think will really, really help people and make cycling more accessible here. Yeah. It's all about getting more people on the bike here. Um, and since the day I landed, I've, you know, I've talked to people, you talked to everyone who's known about this project has talked to people saying, Hey, is it all right? If we bring cyclists here, can we park bikes outside? Can we bring a bunch of guys and ladies and everyone in tight clothing that are sweaty who want coffee and are exhausted is it okay and everyone says yes everyone's pretty happy about that so you know that's a good thing <laughs> that's awesome and is is it pretty accessible to ride around tokushima pretty much any time of year or do you like do you suggest certain seasons and maybe summer is too hot winter is too cold or pretty much all year you could find good routes I, I would say like um, the, the one time that's probably not the best time to ride is the rainy season. Um, <laughs> and then also like the typhoon season, which is kind of going into like sometimes fall, you kind of have to watch what happens. I've had to cancel a few of my own personal trips due to typhoons. Uh, but then, you know, summertime's great if you can handle heat. You know, if you're coming from like the Pacific Northwest and dropping into humidity that you're not used to and you know 10 plus degrees it's gonna it's gonna be trouble it's troublesome so springtime is beautiful with the cherry blossoms fall with the colors changing and and if you want to go past that winter is beautiful with the snow on the mountains you can still road ride there and then summer too just because you know you can go for a ride cool off on the beach or the riverside and keep going which is great and then have shaved ice. And then have coffee. shaved, oh yeah, the coffee <laughs> And there are some amazing places here that do that. They, they make the shaved ice with mochi, which is that kind of bean, you know, uh, not bean, sticky, uh, rice. sticky yeah. rice. And they put red beans on top and they put syrup. And as you can tell, I'm a fan. So <laughs> I think we're both fans of eating. And what cycling is so great is 
guilt-free well, most, anything most you want. People, <laughs> most people who love long rides, that's why you do it, right? So yeah. you burn all those calories so yeah. you can then treat yourself and have some tasty food along the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why some of the stuff we wear has pockets. So you can put donuts or sweets in the pockets to eat while you're riding. You know, that's important. We, we will do a donut ride. Nice. Any vegan donuts around? I always find it really challenging, uh, even in Hiroshima, but most mm. places around Japan to find vegan options. But kakigori, shaved ice you mentioned, that mm. is a vegan option. Uh, wagashi, Japanese sweets, is also a vegan option. Uh, you can find most places, right? Donuts is vegetarian, but not often mm. vegan, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But I'm great. Looks like you got great coffee mm. shops. Coffee is very welcome for anybody, including mm -hmm. vegans, usually, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of coffee shops in Japan now are very willing to do soy milk. So it's yes. quite easy to get alternatives to mm -hmm. cow's milk, right? Yes, it is. It is. Uh, one of the older and nicer coffee shops here, Coffee Works, uh, that have locations in the city and a little bit farther out, they have soy milk. Um, a major coffee chain that may be green and, and, and black. Uh, they have soy milk, almond milk, and occasionally coconut milk. Uh, smaller cafes. Uh, there are vegan cafes out here in Tokushima. Um, there, and there are also ones all over Shikoku too. Um, and they're getting much better, like you mentioned, like you said, about offering that up because you know people, you know, people are becoming more aware of what's more sustainable and it's actually healthier for your body. So. Is there really more than one vegan cafe? Because I was in Tokushima recently and I could only find one. There's there's, <laughs> there's one unless, vegan cafe. Unless there, you're there, really limiting yourself to vegan, you don't are, really know. And recently are, I've been trying to be strict because if I say, oh, vegetarian's okay, oh, fish dashing is okay, then I don't really know. But I'm trying to prepare myself to uh, suggest to real vegans who might come from abroad. Um, but yeah, I found one. Let me know if you find another one that's very friendly. Uh, let's talk a little bit about culture. Of course, there's mm. beautiful nature um, that you can enjoy along the way, but I see here this beautiful red bridge, uh, traditional Japanese culture. Mm. In, in a lot of your cycle uh, trips, you suggest the beautiful shrines or temples mm -hmm. that you can visit as well, right? Right, definitely, definitely. And, and with we're being in Tokushima, part of the Yohenro uh, 88 Temple pilgrimages, pilgrimage, there's plenty of places to visit to get that culture and really, I, I don't want to say get your fix, but really understand the culture here and the tradition and be a part of that. When you go there and you have the Ohenro-san, the pilgrims going to the temple, you hear it, you feel it, you smell it when the incense they're burning, you hear them praying, you hear them ringing the bell, and you can experience all of that um, when you go riding, <laughs> like right, like like right there. <laughs> uh, so you know, you part of the that is that's a big part of the culture in Tokushima, and it's also a lot of the tourism too. Yeah, and I think part of the culture is like we've mentioned the food. I mean, we've been talking a lot about kind of processed food and donuts <laughs> and desserts, but food can also be kind of the food that we eat from like a day-to-day -day basis in the countryside of mm. Japan. And so kind of the idea of Satoyama, which is this kind of rural landscape in Japan, um, uh, really related to nature. And so this is kind of part of the culture that we can share in Tokushima as well. 
I'm showing I'm showing the shrine that you visited. It looks beautiful. <laughs> and the where is the red bridges? Where is that? Is that a shrine or a temple? That we <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of photos. Um, I, this I, was from your website. Yes, I know. I, <laughs> also a lot of bridges. <laughs> it's a lot of bridges here. So yeah, that's the that's all right. I, you can find that in Tokushima. That's that's what yeah, we want to say, that, right? That that yes, you can. You can find that in Tokushima. That might be in southern Anan, um, if I'm not mistaken, because that or southern Anan. Oh no, that or also maybe in Komatsushima. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Hi, I, I love Tokushima. <laughs> no, it's hard to remember exactly what every place is called. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, this ride, according to your YouTube, is called Sanogochi. It looks really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So this uh, this ride is, is a main route that everyone rides here in Tokushima. Um, you you ride out from the city, and then you ride out to the convenience store. Uh, it was Songs, now it's a family mart, but we still call it the Songs ride. And then from there, you go off onto the Funotoge, which takes you above the main road, which is, goes through a large tunnel, which if you're not necessarily comfortable with cycling in a tunnel, you just have to kind of climb instead. And this takes you, wraps you around the Sanagochi Valley, and you get this beautiful view of everything you would want to see in Japan. And then it peaks at the top before the tunnel, and you see the rice fields, you see the farmhouses, and you really feel, I'm in Japan. And that is what I hope to share with people. This is Tokushima. You've experienced it too. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> it's a climb. <laughs> yeah. it, it, Any, it, anytime fun. you say toge in Japan, uh, that yes. means there's going to be a climb, right? Yes. And <laughs> I can see from this view, looking down the valley, that mm -hmm. you've got these beautiful rice terraces mm. going down in a terrace style, which is so beautiful in uh kamikatsu as well you have some of these beautiful terraces yes. and this is the water is just filling it hasn't even been planted yet but i just love looking at terraces all times of the year mm. when it's filled with water when it's newly planted when it's green and lush when it's harvest time you've got all these different seasonal views of rice terraces is wonderful yeah, you can really feel like the season's changing through looking mm. at the rice terraces. And actually, we just finished rice harvesting mm. uh, a couple of days ago. So we have new rice in Kamitatsu. Um, oh, wonderful. And, and I think that like these hill climbs are quite intimidating. I still remember what it felt like to start a bike <laughs> only half a year ago. But um, e-biking, for example, I think we mentioned in the kind of conversation mm -hmm. about different types of bikes is such a great alternative to still like still having this physical workout but um, making it so much more accessible mm -hmm. to anyone who's like even a little bit intimidated right. by, by climbing or by bicycling yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it it really it's really opening a new world uh to a new world to new cyclists too because mm -hmm. it's like you know you know, there, there, there are many reasons why you would not want to go cycling or not use a traditional bicycle. And then e-bike opens up those doors again and makes you feel like a kid again. Um, you know, so it, and with the price slowly going down of these bikes and make them more accessible and more tour companies in Tokushima, Shikoku, and this Kansai area, having them available for rent, you know, it, it, it makes it more fun too, you know. Yeah, awesome. 
Um, one thing you mentioned, which which I want to touch on again, you mentioned the pilgrimage. And mm. this is something that I often see when I'm in uh, Shikoku area, especially Tokushima, is that when you're cycling along the road or driving along the road, you see people walking along in the straw hats and yes. their, their staff, their wooden staff, and they're going temple to temple. And that's part of the, as you mentioned, 88 pilgrimage uh, mm -hmm. tour that they're doing. Right. And so it's it's wonderful to visit some of the same temples and to mm -hmm. see people who are doing the pilgrimage along the way. And it's it's such a wonderful uh, thing to do if you visit Japan and you have the time. Um, but even if you don't have time and you want to cycle around, you can still see those beautiful, important temples along the way, right? Yeah, they they are beautiful, and there's quite a there's quite a few uh, in within Tokushima City. Uh, that's there aren't too far away the access by bike and then out in Kamikatsu, Kamiyama, Naruto, and they they just ex go from there. And you know, it, I, I love it. It's one of those places that it's just like you walk in, you're like, I'm in Japan, you know, and that's a very unique feeling, you know. And it's not with it's not overcrowded, and it's like compared to like larger cities uh, and larger tourist spots because this is part of the culture, it's part of the tradition, and you're seeing real people, real you know, and, and you can feel that you're part of that by going there. And uh, it's becoming more popular actually to do mm. the 88, um, mm. like to do the pilgrimage um, by bicycle as yes. well. So it's um, traditionally done by walking. And mm. I know that some people have also visited them by car, mm -hmm. um, but cycling is a great way to kind of compress that while not taking away from the kind of slowness um, of non-car travel. Right. And there are a few uh, tour companies already providing rental bikes and support for pilgrimage during the 88 temples uh, that cover uh, all of Shigoku as well. So, you know, they are available out there and that's great. So if you come here without a bike and you need a bike, there's places that will help you with that. And I think the idea is like not to be like only cycle in Tokushima, <laughs> don't cycle anywhere else. But the idea is like kind of to elevate the profile of cycling in Tokushima and hopefully that connects with more cyclers overall and more cyclers who are also interested in exploring neighboring prefectures because they have so much that we don't have as well. Um, and some of the infrastructure, like we said, like Shimano Nikaido, a really well developed um, cycling route. But um, yeah, to just overall elevate this kind of unexplored place in unexplored places in Tokushima. Yeah. Whatever we can do to get people on the bike and enjoy it. It's just more people on the bike. So. <laughs> yeah, I talked to a, a woman in Tokyo who did the pilgrimage twice. And she said Ooh. each time it took about two months to finish walking. Wow, wow. So if, if you are really interested in the pilgrimage, it does take a long time. Um, so maybe doing a little bit of the pilgrimage tour mm -hmm. by bicycle if you have less time. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's quite a time commitment, isn't it? It is, it is. And even by bike, it's a time commitment or even by car or by bus too. Yeah. Um, I did see I did see a number of the, the uh, Henros, the pilgrims pick up a little bit right after summer. Because like you, you, you're avoiding the rain and it's not terribly hot. You get the cool winds of autumn coming in, so a good chance to do that I would say is probably September. Um, I'm not sure how it is out here in Kamikatsu so much, but in Tokushima City, you definitely start seeing people pop up more. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about toge and the high hmm. climbs, um, but it looks like from your photos that there are a lot of um, cycle routes that you can also take, which don't involve too much climbing. Is that right? 
That's right. That's right. Um, you can you can ride around the city, which is relatively flat. You can access. Um, uh, you could ride along the Yoshinagawa River, Yoshi Yoshino Riverside, and that's generally flat. And it takes you from Tokushima City, the beach, all the way from the mouth of the the river, deep deep into uh, Tokushima until you start hitting climbs around Ikeda. So that's a good eighty to ninety kilometers in, and we even did the. Uh, yeah, the Kana's uh, 100K ride out in that direction. And that, that's it. That's the Yoshina, the Yoshina River right there. So, um, and that ride puts you in the middle of Tokushima in the valley where you can see mountains facing Naruto and what would be Kagawa, and then mountains facing which would be Kamiyama and going out towards Kamikatsu. And you're right in the middle of that. And I think these are all like a lot of local cities and names and Sorry, yes. <laughs> that maybe not everyone knows. But I think the general picture to paint of Tokushima is kind of the diversity of landscapes. And mm. and truly, um, I'm deep in the mountains in a small village in Kamikatsu. But um, as Sean mentioned, like along the river is quite flat, but you're in this valley. Um, and then if you go to the south side, you're really along the coast because we are an island. And so... Mm. Um, our kind of coastline is all is all so beautiful as well and relatively flat. Um, some some toge. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's a few. There's a few. You know, you have to stand up out of the saddle a little bit or turn on the motor on the e-bike. But yeah. generally, it's accessible. It's uh, when I first got here, I could not climb a hill to save my life, um, and I had to ride on those places, and I enjoyed it. You know. I'm showing your uh, trip on your YouTube channel to Natsuko Dam. It looks really beautiful. And I, yes. I love uh, sharing this photo of the eatery because uh, if you don't read Japanese, it's hard to see anything besides coffee. But yeah. it has soba udon noodles. It also has sushi as well as coffee. So if you're looking for <laughs> diverse options, that's a good one. I did not see that. Such a cute okay. house, too. <laughs> that, that route, I think, connects um, uh, one of these valley cities in the middle of Tokushima. And it does take you over a little bit of a mountain, and then it drops you down into Kagawa uh, pretty easily. And that area, that dam area, is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, there's, uh, I think there's a, like a, a guest house out there, and there's also a rest stop as well. Just beautiful. And I just want to point out here, this must have been summer because you've got your rice patties are full of yes. the green rice in the mid-growth, right? Yes, that was, uh, I think, July. That was in the middle of July. So beautiful time. Yeah. Uh, Ayaka has joined from Facebook. Thanks for joining, Ayaka. She says, I love the combination <laughs> of sushi and coffee. Yeah. I don't know if Japan to see weird combinations, yeah. but yeah. you don't usually see sushi and coffee. That's kind of a new one. Sushi and coffee. That could be the new cafe. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, all the cultures. <laughs> yeah. Now, I saw an uh, interesting, uh, it's not cycling in Tokushima, but you did an interesting video, Sean, when you were back in Seattle last year, you did a walkthrough of an Asian Japanese supermarket in Seattle. Yeah. So even though you've lived in America and then came to Japan, you've had uh, Japanese culture and Japanese food kind of in your, your past in the States too, right? 
Yes, yes. You know, Seattle um, has one uh, is a great place, and there's a lot of communities there. And there's a lot of different cultures and food. Um, that supermarket, Ujimaya, if I remember the name, is one of the largest uh, Japanese or Asian supermarkets in the Pacific Northwest, and it's always changing. You can drop in and get sushi, coffee. Uh, uh, you can get bibimba. You can get anything you'd want up there, and it's great. And they have a lot of import foods too, which is good. Yeah, I I visited uh, one in San Jose when I was in California, ah. a Japanese town, Japan town, and mm. Japanese supermarket, Japanese yeah. restaurants where everybody was only speaking Japanese. So even outside of Japan, there's a lot of great Japanese culture that you can mm. experience. I think, and for me now, trying to be vegan, I actually find so much great vegan Japanese food when I'm abroad. And it gives me hope that someday I can eat this in Japan too. <laughs> they, they have it in Tokyo. Tokyo just opened up that amazing uh, vegan ramen shop. Um, I saw some of the photos from it and it just looks incredible. Yeah, Tokyo has a lot of great options yeah. actually. Mm -hmm. uh, they're the first, the first to change. We hope it all trickle down to us in the Chugoku and Shikoku area down here. <laughs> Hopefully soon. I know a few people are working slowly towards and, and, and really, really working hard to build a vegan cafe. A few people are trying to do different vegan restaurants or cafe in Tokushima. So there are mm -hmm. options coming. Wonderful. That's great there to is, hear. Let me know. A, I want to yeah. support them. Um, let's let's look at this really cool uh, shrine, Yosho Shrine, that you introduced on your YouTube channel. Is yeah. that near Tokushima City? Uh, it, it, it is. It is. It's actually in an area called, I think it's in Fukushima, Tokushima. And it's actually um, like less than a kilometer from my apartment. Um, I had just picked up uh, one of the cameras and I was like, let's go test this out. And it was a perfectly sunny day. They had all the, the ropes out and it was just clear. and I loved it. It's just a little, there's, so that gives you an idea. There's these little small temples and shrines all throughout the city. If you just take time, slow down and take a look, you know, you don't have to go to a massive large one with a lot of people. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And you can experience the culture just walking down the street. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we get a lot of that uh, for people who visit Hiroshima. Um, mm. A lot of people actually have temple fatigue because they go to places <laughs> like Kyoto and they just see temple and yeah. shrine after shrine and it's so busy, right? But then mm. when they come to uh, less populated areas like Tokushima or Hiroshima and experience a temple or shrine when it's less busy, I just find it so magical to go there mm. when it's quiet. You had such a beautiful time of day with that blue yes. sky, gorgeous. Yeah, there, there are. There's a few like like that's also in Kamikatsu and Katsura. There's actually a beautiful one on another Toge Pass on the way going from Katsura to Kamikatsu, uh, where where the Kana's at, and it's very similar with the flowers in the the water space right there, and just that color that pops. Mm -hmm. And all yeah, that beautiful I, Japanese temple carpentry and traditional oh. carpentry, um, all the pieces of wood fit together without nails. It's just gorgeous and such a great part of traditional Japanese culture. We mm. want to perpetuate and appreciate, right? Yes, you do. And Tina just popped it up and said it just right, right down there. You know, you you, you want to, you don't need to go fast. It means going slowing down. You get to see it and find the hidden places and spend time in those smaller areas, which is definitely true in Tokushima. There's a lot like that here. 
all over Japan too, but yeah. Especially in the rural areas where you mm. guys are in Tokushima and you've got all that big nature, but mm. you also have less, you know, less busy shrines and temples to enjoy. Um, great, you know, friendly locals and local mm. places to pop into. I think it's so charming and wonderful. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely you get that sense of local and temple fatigue. That's such an interesting kind of term. I haven't heard of it. You don't, you won't, you won't feel temple fatigue in Tokushima. No. No, <laughs> the only fatigue you'll feel is from being on the bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think because before people come over, they have this image that they want to visit all the temples and shrines and they want to mm -hmm. learn all the history. Mm -hmm. But then once they go, like each one is so complex and has such mm -hmm. a deep history that if you really try to dive in, it's a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, like I know people yeah. who have, you know, studied traditional gardens for 20 years and they're still learning new things. So mm -hmm. you can't expect to learn everything on one trip. You got to keep yeah. coming back. <laughs> good yes definitely please keep coming back <laughs> i love um all the sake barrels in the front of that shrine too is beautiful and mm. i have not noticed flowers in the water at the at the front that's mm. a really unique style i don't often see at shrines that's gorgeous i i i've i've mm, go ahead. Oh, sorry, no, it's actually because of um covid yeah. i think um mm. Uh, so they're trying to prevent people from using, uh, before you enter a temple, you wash your hands with the water and there's usually like a water basin at the um, kind of entrance of the shrine. Um, but I think just to prevent yeah, extra touching and water and stuff splashing around, um, a lot of the temples, at least here at yeah. Shore and in different places as well, have filled the water basins with flowers and mm -hmm. it's very I pretty. I prefer that to just covering it in blue sheet, which I've oh. seen. The oh, really? <laughs> So the flower is a much better idea and it's still yeah. kind of, you don't share the ladles, I guess. It is a COVID yeah. remedy. Yeah. And it, it changes weekly too, weekly or bi-weekly, every couple, where it's often. I've seen it change a lot. Love People love to go cycling in the area, they go up and see it, take a photo that they've been there and then they go back again and say, hey, it's changed again, take a look. And then more people come up and cycle there. I have to point out this picture that you took in Tokushima of the <laughs> bicycle food delivery. And I know yes. that Tina picked up on this and yes. made a great graphic of it. So yes. this is very impressive. Sometimes you see the carriers like mm -hmm. hanging off the back of the moped or the bicycle, but he's right. got it under his chin. That's yeah, amazing. He's, he's pro. He's pro. We all work to be able to be like him and get to that level of balancing food on the bike. It, it always, it never looks that pretty. It, it, it never looks that elegant. Well, we try. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if it was all in reusable bento boxes and then yeah. he would bring it back, wash it and give it again. That's the dream, right? Kana? Yes. <laughs> Champion sustainability with you, JJ. <laughs> getting there slower, getting there slower. Yeah, slowly, slowly. Uh, this is, I think these pictures was from another toge hill climb, uh -huh. uh, Komatsushima. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Tell so me about that, this one, it looks beautiful. So this is in Komatsushima city. Um, it is the climb to either Omiko Beach or Komiko Beach. Um, and that is the top facing um, Komatsushima city. 
Um, it's just one of the little climbs that are not little climbs. They're all pretty, pretty, pretty um, uh, impressive to say the least. Um, and it just it gives you the top. It's about three to four kilometers, and you can see the whole city of Komatsushima. Um, or, and then when you're finished, just drop down and enjoy the beach. Um, it's a place that a lot of people go barbecuing in the summertime or in the fall. Um, and it's uh, yeah, pretty safe. There's a lot of uh, people that walk that as well in the daytime. So it's not something that it's like going to be too, too intimidating in the beginning. Uh, if you go all the way to the top top, yes, it can be a little challenging. Yeah. Uh, Kana, let's hear more about your 100 kilometer ride. <laughs> I, I want to hear about your route. And it looks like you were also cycling at night. Tell us yeah. about it. Where did you go? How was it? Uh, so I think Sean mentioned it a bit earlier, but we were doing this kind of relatively flat ride um, from Tokushima City out along the valley, um, along the Yoshinagawa River. Um, I didn't know how long 100 kilometers would take. I tend to be kind of quite um, bold by saying, this is what I want to do, and then I'll do it, but don't have too, too, too much um, thought um, beforehand. And so I really trusted Sean with this one and decided to just go for it. Um, and it ended up taking about 10 hours. And I... <laughs> was not expecting that at all um but it was it was such a fun ride we stopped um in mima which is a very like uh there's in the mima center there's kind of a really traditional um street where you can kind of see very old japan historic old japan we stopped in a cafe had lunch it was great we also stopped by some shrines along the way mm -hmm. um yeah and i and i write about kind of things i do daily life in rural Japan on my um, blog, Tending Gardens, is a Substack blog. Um, and yeah, the ride was about five hours out. And then the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, on the way there, it was so smooth and so easy. But when you go one way, you have to go one way back. And so I didn't anticipate the return. And the return was also, of course, five hours out means five hours back. And so <laughs> the five hours back ended up, um, we we kind of caught nightfall and yeah. it became dark. And um, when it was dark, it was just such a different um, challenge. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like physically I was okay, but I wasn't anticipating the mental journey of 100K. And um, at, at one point you're just kind of cycling and cycling and all you can hear is the rhythm of the cycles and it um and if you you fall into this kind of mindfulness of cycling um and i really fell into that at, towards the end and um yeah it really taught me that cycling is not just this physical journey but this mental journey and i don't i don't think that a lot of people will come here wanting to do a 10-hour cycle for 100 plus plus k um but that's something Sean offers as well. Hi. <laughs> but I think I think for any ride, regardless of the length or regardless of the hours and the duration, um, it's it's a balance between the the physical and the mental, and and that's part of the fun part, like the challenging part of pushing yourself um, past what you might be physically and mentally comfortable with, and then growing into that and being like, I can do that. And so now I definitely am not intimidated by 100k, but I'm not in any hurry. To to do that right away. So um, I, I really empathize for beginners as well. And I uh, really want to oh, show- We got that. a nice comment from Tina. Yeah. She says 100K is a right of 
Nice work. You had a good teacher. And yes. I, I've done a lot of triathlon training, not recently, but for many years I was doing triathlon training in Japan. And I always felt conflicted. Do you want to do the loop? Or do you want to do the out and back? There's good right. points and bad points about both, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. if you do the out and back, you start to recognize certain landmarks on the way back. And you're like, okay, good. I'm making progress. And yeah. everything was new the whole way. So mm. that's like a downside, but also a good side. For right. me, I would prefer starting in the dark and ending at sunset. Mm. Riding when you're tired at night it is dark, so yeah. hard. Yeah. So good job, Kana, for keeping going. Nice. <laughs> you also don't have a choice. <laughs> to keep cycling. But yeah, for the out and back, yeah, unless you're going to just stay somewhere along the way, right? <laughs> you talk I, about I suggested that at several points. I was like, if I, if I live here, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> oh, it's so tempting. I feel that. Uh, I, I feel like when I do long cycles like that, I, I revert to my childhood and I start asking whoever I'm cycling with, how much further is that at the top? Are we at the top? Like all these questions I asked as a toddler, I'm sure. Yeah, so much patience from Sean, so I'm so grateful for the patience. Good job, Coach. Good job, Kana. Let's talk about another climb that you did on your YouTube channel, Sean, yeah. Mount Bizon. Yes. Is that a so, cable car that you're looking down on? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So that's, there is the, the, the to access Mount Bizon, the main mountain that's in Tokushima city, the central one where you can view the whole city from the top. You can drive up, you can hike up, you can bike up, or you can take the cable car from the Awa, Awa, Cape Con, uh, not Cape Con, the Awa, the main there's a main building there that's a tourist building for uh our dance in tokushima and you can just ride up there it's relatively cheap and you can see the beautiful view on the cable car and at the top of the uh, top of bizon that's awesome yeah. it looks beautiful and there's there's a lot of on your uh, youtube channel and on your facebook you've got so many beautiful vista views it's hard to get up there but you're rewarded by that gorgeous view of the mountain range and even that Mount Bizon with the view of the city is yes. really impressive. It it is, it is. So that that's the reward. That's the reward for, you know, you know, suffering or hers recently. <laughs> suffering is something that like that you don't choose to do. It's the it's the reward for the for the for pushing yourself, for for you know finding out your limits. That's the reward. You know, each time it gets better and better and each time the view gets better and better because you eventually keep going higher and higher and higher. And I think there's like so, I mean, we talked about food being kind of a motivator to be on the cycle, but my goodness, views, that's, that's really like something we're cycling for. And yeah. I mean, yeah, food you can get in a lot of places in Japan, but these views in Tokushima are really something special. And I don't think we'd yeah. be, yeah, we'd be cycling without these views. So, yeah. Um, I also noticed you had some great like secret sakura spots. Now, Kana, you mentioned that October you can actually see some fake sakura or some sakura-like <laughs> blossoms. But I think by next spring, we might see visitors actually able to come to Japan. Um, so this might be the first view of our inbound visitor or tourist. Mm -hmm. Uh, once the borders are open again, tell us about some of your favorite spots. Uh, I, I would say like the coming out here to Kamikatsu 
and Katsuren mm -hmm. Kamikatsu. The you you go from Tokushima City and you go through Katsura Valley, and then the closer you get to Kamikatsu, you start seeing cherry blossoms pop up here and here here and there. And then once you make it to Kamikatsu and you're within reach of Cafe Polestar and where Kana lives here, you're greeted by this tunnel of sakura blossoms. And they just greet you. It's just like that feeling again where this is Japan, I'm here. And if you catch the season just right, the petals are coming off the trees and they're <laughs> flying right into you. And it's like, wow, I, I don't know how to... <laughs> it's just... and, and I think we talked about like... Um... What was it when you're tired because like there's just over over kind of tourism or too many crowds at fatigue fatigue yeah yes there must be something like you know crowd fatigue at sakura viewings in like Tokyo or Kyoto mm -hmm. um, but you come out here and the sakura are the same but really just no crowds and just beautiful mm -hmm. beautiful natural sakura yeah I think it's the same for me um, if you can juxtapose. Uh, sakura blossoms and beautiful bridges or sakura mm -hmm. blossoms and a beautiful temple or a shrine mm -hmm. or a green lush green evergreen forest next to sakura so having those contrast views mm -hmm. uh definitely is is wonderful and then sean i'm with you i love walking around or cycling around when they're falling that's oh, my favorite part it's like that it, it, sakura snow that you're yes. when you're walking yeah. or cycling, fantastic. And that experience stays with you so much. When I when I first got back and I rode my first real ride out here, it was doing that. And I I, I just got back two years ago and I was riding out and I'm like, ah, great to be in Kamikatsu. And then bam, that was the first, <laughs> literally the first thing I experienced when I first got back. And I was like, I'm glad I'm back. This is great. Oh, God, I keep riding. You know, it's. Uh. On your bike tour, we'll just uh, like throw pedals. Yeah, we'll have like yeah. we'll have fans outside the trees. Come on, guys, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, shake them. <laughs> uh, um, okay, we've got about seven minutes left. Is there anything we haven't talked about? Um, you guys want to talk about about going forward with Ride Tokushima? Well, I, you know, the, the like I said, the premise and the idea is just to get more people on the bike here in Tokushima, promote uh, Tokushima cycling. And you know, do whatever we can to help local businesses flourish, and you know, have cyclists enjoy that too. Um, it's simple as that. You know, there's nothing too much to it. I just want to get people on the bike. We want to get people on the bike, and we want to see people make those memories. Um, working, coordinating with local bike shops, with local bike rentals too, we can make um, you know, someone's dream come true on the bike. Mm -hmm. And for me, like as a new cyclist, like I really didn't expect to be kind of um, enveloped in this sport and uh, and I and I wouldn't really be here promoting cycling in Tokushima if I didn't believe in kind of that it's worth sharing and really worth cycling through and um, this kind of connects with what Tina's doing but really promoting more women on on the cycle yes. and just like a diverse amount of people I mean I think there's like kind of this image that you need to be an athlete to be a cyclist and i don't think that's true and then there's so much more accessibility through e-cycling like mm -hmm. we said so i'd love to see just like more diversity on cycle as well more families more young people more women yeah um so that's that's what i hope for in the future and and if this kind of um, makes it more accessible to more people then that that's that's the goal yeah, <laughs> yeah just 
Yeah, that, that's perfect. I, I, <laughs> I see so much potential for extending the Shimanami Kaido ride mm -hmm. to, you know, a lot of people come over, they do the Shimanami, they love it. But if you extend your ride for mm -hmm. a week, and cycle around Shikoku and enjoy Tokushima cycling and yeah. Ehime cycling, I think that offers so much added value to yeah. any cycle experience. A lot of people who are very avid cyclists, they complain the Shimanami is a little bit short and just an out yes. and back over the bridges, it's beautiful, but you could do it in a day if you're a really good cyclist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. round trip. It's 80? One, 80 one way or like 180, 190 round trip. So, so if you if you planned like a week of great yeah. cycling, you could do mm -hmm. the Shimanami and some great cycling around Shigoku mm -hmm. and Tokushima, right? Yeah, definitely. It, it's very accessible. And with uh, if you're using your own bike and you have a, a bike bag uh, for a train, it's easy to hop on a train from Imabari and head over to Takamatsu, then from Takamatsu to Tokushima, or even go through the valley. Um, it, it's very accessible nowadays. Mm -hmm. Great. So how can people find out more? How can they find out about Ride Tokushima? Give us a plug. Sure. Uh, so uh, we will be putting more out on the Instagram, ride to, at Ride Tokushima. Um, there's also Kana's Instagram and my own Instagram as well, uh, which are probably linked in the HAPS app. Uh, YouTube will be up too under Sean Rides. And the website will be going completely live very soon. Uh, with ridetokushima.com. Currently, it's at ridetokushima.squarespace.com. Uh, but we'll be having more up there to, so people can find out information, contact us, and come out and ride here. And there's also Eno. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that's a bit different. But of course, yes, mm -hmm. if you're interested in like kind of uh, tourism within Kamikatsu um, and staying for an extended period of time in Kamikatsu, please do, yes, check out No Kamikatsu. Um, and I, we, we, we're happy to connect cycling plus mm -hmm. Eno together um, and do that out here as well. That's great. I, I'm showing your Instagram page for Ride Tokushima. Yeah, now. So much pink. Um, yeah. yeah. And, I've been, yeah. Uh, you've got some great short videos. Give people an idea mm -hmm. of what they can expect uh, once the website is up and just yes. stay tuned. Uh, you've yeah. also got some great uh, short videos and a lot of great uh, GoPro footage mm. of shrines and, and short videos of rides. Mm on your YouTube channel too, right? Yes, yes. So I, you know, I, as I thought more and more what to do with Ride Tokushima once I got back, I just put it up on my personal YouTube, which is with Sean Rides and just showing the area and getting used to it and practicing and doing samples. And the same thing with my own Instagram too, uh, Sean Rides uh, Japan. Um, and now it's the time to move over to Ride Tokushima and really, you know, let Tokushima do the work. I'm, you know, I'm just the guy behind the camera. We're out here just talking about it. Tokushima does it for you, is you know. I I think what what you are offering is so important because Japan and especially outside of Tokyo, outside of Osaka, probably it's just a little bit harder to find the mm. the best places, the best rides. The language barrier is a bit more of an issue. 
Um, so having local services like Ride Tokushima is, is wonderful to promote cycling, but also promote tourism in rural Japan in these beautiful areas. So make sure that you spend some time outside the big cities when you come to Japan, right? Please do, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's the place that we've called home and there's a really, there's a great reason for that. And the way to find out what that reason is, is to come here and explore, talk, ride and, and find out why. And I bet I, I often hear this from visitors too. It's it's their favorite part of their trip, you know. Like people always have this bucket list idea in mind. Oh, I want to see uh, those famous temples in Kyoto. I want to see that famous island in Hiroshima. But actually, their slower experiences outside of the busiest places yeah. is what they appreciate the most. So I hope we'll yeah. we'll see more of that focus on slow, more sustainable travel in the future, right? I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah, this is a great place for that, too. Thank you guys so much. It was wonderful talking to you. Thank you, JJ. Good Thank luck you, JJ. with your new venture. I can't wait to start helping you promote it. Get it up. Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> Excited to have you out here and ride, too. Yeah, can't wait. I'll be there tomorrow. See you tomorrow. See you, see you, see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks right. everyone for joining. Thank you, Thanks Thank for you everyone. Coming. Thank you, Tina. Thank you everybody for coming in. See you. See you next time. Go visit them in Tokushima. Bye. Bye bye. bye.